Welcome to the Yogi MD podcast. It's Nadine, yoga teacher, health coach, and retired doctor, here to bring you and your body together, not in sickness, but in health. Thanks for taking this time for yourself. Today, I would like to thank Christine Rosandich, nutrition educator and health coach, for returning to the show. She is here to talk about both how to read nutrition labels and why it is important to do so. Hello, Chris. Hi. Thank you for having (laughs) me back. It is my great pleasure. So let's start with why it's a valuable use of your time to read nutrition labels. Why bother? We're so busy and usually rushing into the grocery store. So why stop? Why pause? and take that extra step. Thank you so much for having me back. And I love this topic. I love discussing food labels because it may seem so very basic. Most people may agree, yes, I look at food labels when I grocery shop. But it really, if we delve into it a little bit deeper, if we look at a food label more specifically, we can evaluate are the food choices we're making the best for us. So what do I mean by that? We talked about in the first discussion bio-individuality, that everyone has their own health journey. So by looking at a food label, you're able to zero in on if I have high blood pressure, should I be looking at the sodium content? If I have digestive issues, am I eating enough fiber? If I have high cholesterol, you know, should I be concerned about the fat that I'm intaking? So the food label allows us to navigate and make really smart choices day to day. Now that we have a better idea of the why, let's delve into the how and unpack that a little bit more. First, what are the categories on the label? What are we looking at when we first look at the back of a can or a jar or a bag? The actual nutrition facts label on the back of a package is the only place, one of the only places, that the manufacturer has to be 100% authentic and truthful. Hmm. So if you're concerned about something that the package is saying on the front, if you're wondering, is this 100% true, is this accurate, you need to turn over that package and you will know that anything that the manufacturer says on that nutrition facts label is truthful and accurate. So I think that's really important to know because we can be misinformed based on the marketing of a package. Would you agree? I'm really glad you brought up that point because the packaging for advertising purposes sometimes will have labeling such as all-natural, or multigrain, sugar-free, non-fat, light, gluten-free, you name it. There's a larger list of words that manufacturers use to make their product 
more attractive, more appealing, and seemingly healthier. Yes. When we see the word natural, we think of natural. And the manufacturer can actually hide some ingredients under that umbrella of a term um, that's misleading, correct? Uh, Another great example is trans fats. Trans fats, which is fully or partially hydrogenated oil, something we do not want in our diet, they can say no trans fats on the front of the label. But when you turn over that package, it might say 0.5 or less. So legally, manufacturers are allowed to say no trans fats if it's 0.5 or less. But experts are saying we don't even want to consume 0.5 or less What are the categories on the label? What are we looking at when we first look at the back of a can or a jar or a bag? As we look at a label, number one is we're looking at serving sizes. And the reason you want to look at a serving size is because when we want a scoop of ice cream, actually a scoop of ice cream is a half a cup. I don't know about you, but I am not eating one serving of ice cream, (laughs) right? When you're looking at the numbers, you need to recognize, is it one serving? If it's more than that, you need to double the numbers. You need to multiply the numbers, right? And the serving is also based upon a standard, right, a standard of 2,000-calorie-a-day diet, correct? Yeah. So that's yet another adjustment to be made. And just to point out to our listeners, there is a new label, a few additions, and they've taken away a few things. So we're we're going to base our information on the, the new label. You're going to see the serving size. Actually, the font is larger. You're going to see calories, which is the next category. That font is very large. So you're able to recognize the calories in a package, uh, a serving size, uh, quickly. So what else do we see on the label? Of course, the first category is fat. They break it down in terms of saturated and trans fat. So in terms of health and wellness, saturated fat is not as much of a concern as long as, one, you're looking at the type of fat that you're consuming, and and two, that you are not eating abundance of fat. And everyone, there's a different range and a different thought process depending on the expert that you talk with. And so some people like very little fat and some people are okay with a little bit more fat in your diet as long as it's good quality fat, such as coconut oil, olive oil, avocado oil, avocados, nuts and seeds, those kind of things. I think it's really super important to look at the ingredient list. Be mindful. Do you want to eat soy oil? You know, you have to make those decisions. What are the other categories then further down on on the nutrition fact label? There are a number of categories, such as cholesterol, Mm -hmm. sodium, carbohydrates, Mm -hmm. protein. Those would be the four next categories. But you can only imagine, you're at the grocery store, you're in a hurry, you don't want to spend a lot of time looking at the back of every single package that you purchase. So there's a couple of rule of thumbs. Number one, you seem to buy the same type of things all the time. Let's Mm -hmm. say you love crackers. This would be a time to really look at the different um, ingredients in 
the crackers and the breakdown. That's number one. The other thing is back to that conversation of bioindividuality. You might not need to look at cholesterol. You might not need to look at sodium, but maybe carbohydrates. Maybe you have high blood sugar and the doctor has said that he wants you on a low carbohydrate diet. That would be a category that you're looking at on a regular basis. So you're, you're using the food label as a tool. It is vital to look at the list of ingredients because that's where you're going to see what is actually in the product. And you know that it's listed based on weight. So they always talk about the first five ingredients. Well, there's no magic number of the number five, but it gives you an idea that usually the first four or five or six ingredients have the most weight, and so therefore the product has those ingredients included the most. If by chance you're battling with cancer or you're battling with um, an autoimmune disease, you may not want artificial colors, preservatives, natural flavoring, like they say. You may not want mm-hmm. that in, the, in your product. There's a certain level of sodium that would not be necessarily healthy for anyone. So is there a number that should cause alarm when we see that on the back of the package, a certain number of milligrams or percentages? Yes. The cap for sodium intake would be about 2,300 milligrams a day, and that's Mm. approximately a teaspoon of salt a day. The recommendation is uh, more of about 1,500 milligrams of sodium a day. So here's a shortcut. I learned it from experts at Cornell University, and they said if you look at the calories and the sodium and do a one-to-one ratio, Mm. it will give us a quick visual if that product is high in sodium. So, for example, if calories are 230 and the sodium is 160, we know, okay, good, this, this product isn't too high in sodium. But if the calories are 230 and the sodium is 400, that could be a red flag. And especially for somebody with high blood pressure, that's something that they may, that product, they may want to put that back on the shelf. It's also an indicator that sometimes in terms of canned beans or broth, you might want to buy low-sodium options, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, again, it's we're using it as a tool for us to identify what's important for us in our diet. So if that calorie number is 230 and the sodium number is 230, you're okay. But once the sodium number is higher than the calorie number, that's when it should cause some alarm. Yes. Or at least caution. Yes. 75% of the salt we are eating comes from processed foods, Mm -hmm. foods that are prepared in a bag or a box. Mm -hmm. Manufacturers need to include a lot of salt so that it's, it's a preserved, correct? Yes. Um, yes. And so also our fast food and eating uh, restaurant food. When we're eating whole foods, foods that are real, foods that are fresh, usually only have one ingredient, usually have a tendency to rot. When we're focused on a diet rich in those types of foods, we don't have to worry about the sodium intake as much. All right, let's move to the loaded word, carbohydrate. Yeah, we've, got, <laughs> we've got total carbohydrate listed, and under that is 
fiber and sugars. We have been talking about carbohydrates for a while, and they've gotten a bad rap, and many of our friends and family are on a low-carbohydrate diet. And so let's just talk about what a carbohydrate is. Fruits and vegetables and grains, they're broken down into two categories, either complex carbohydrates, which means they break down into sugar a little slower than do a simple carbohydrate. So what's a complex carbohydrate? That would be our brown rice. That would be our quinoa. That would be um, oatmeal versus a simple carbohydrate, which is more of the sugars, right? Mm -hmm. Our donuts, our crackers, our cookies. Um, Mm -hmm. But in terms of health and wellness, we want to look at maybe maple syrup, like a grade B maple syrup. We want to look at maybe organic cane sugar. We want to look at coconut sugar. In terms of bread, if it says enriched, that means white flour. It can even say wheat. It can say enriched wheat flour, which really practically means white. What the terms or that we're looking for is whole or cracked. So when you're looking at the ingredients list, you literally want to look for whole or cracked, and then you know the quality of that carbohydrate. The second thing that you want to focus on is fiber. Fiber is our friend. We know that fiber plays an enormous role in our diet. It fills us up. It grabs hold of the cholesterol and the toxins and flushes them out of our system. Um, it is, it's so healing, and we need to eat more of it. Do you know that we're looking to eat at least 25 to 40 grams? And so fiber is a carbohydrate, and it's necessary. It's a carbohydrate. It's necessary. And I would encourage our listeners to really evaluate um, you know, how much fiber they're getting their, in their diet. So when you're looking at a food label, a source of fiber, it simply means there's at least two grams of fiber in the food. Mm-hmm. High source of fiber would be four to six grams of fiber. So that's also a tool to look at okay. in terms of fiber. Mm-hmm. Now, when we look at sugars, Sugar is a carbohydrate. It's a simple carbohydrate, and sugar has no nutritional value at all. Of course, sugar is wonderful, right? We Mm -hmm. love it. Um, But we do have to monitor it. And the World Health Organization has come forward and given us a couple of recommendations in terms of what is considered too much sugar in our diet. Most food labels record sugar in terms of grams. And so... One teaspoon of sugar equals four grams. I think that's important because when you look at the World Health Organization, they give an estimate. For women, they recommend no more than 24 grams of sugar or six teaspoons. And for men, it's more like 40 grams or nine teaspoons. Mm -hmm. For example, if we had a can of soda, Many cans of soda has approximately 40 grams of sugar in it. That's 10 teaspoons of sugar. Already we know that we've overconsumed sugar by about four teaspoons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's just another way you can to look at sugar. So you can look at sugars in terms of grams. You can look at sugars in terms of teaspoons. But it's really super important to be monitoring how much sugar we're taking in our diet. On the new label, underneath total sugars, 
there are now added sugars. Why did they do that, and why should we be careful about that number? That was really essential, because when you looked at the old label, the former label, and it just said 12 grams of sugar, you didn't know, was it natural sugar or was it added sugar? You were always able to look at the ingredient list to see, did they add sugar? But this way, it'll be a quick glance to see, oh, there's no added sugar, but there are two grams of sugar, so that must mean natural. Is there anything that we need to be aware of under the protein category? You know what? Protein, I think, as Americans, we get plenty of protein in our diet, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. But in terms of health and wellness, if you're post-surgery, if you're battling with cancer, um, if if there's a reason that you need to build muscle mass, perhaps that you're in menopause and you would like to build more muscle mass, that would be a focus looking at how much protein are you taking in at each meal and per day. So that's something that you'd like to talk to your doctor about or a dietitian or nutrition educator. Also on the label, a um, percentage daily value, and that's where we start breaking out to the micronutrients like vitamin D, calcium, iron, potassium, those types of things. Is there anything we should be aware of there? One of the changes for the new label is that they're adding the vitamin D and potassium nutrients. It's now required on the label. And the reason is is because a lot of Americans are not getting the recommended amounts of vitamin D and potassium. So that you're going to see that listed on the label moving forward. What's mm-hmm. not going to be required to be listed is vitamin A and C. The reason is because these vitamins deficiencies are very rare. So a lot of your experts will say, "Don't worry about looking at those values as long as you're getting fruits and vegetables, whole nuts and seeds, whole grains in your Mm -hmm. diet, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to be as concerned about that. There was a lot of information in this conversation, so it can be very confusing. So to wrap up, I'd like to go through each category, if you wouldn't mind, and if you could guide our listening audience on rules of thumb, take-home points to remember from each and every category. Let's start with serving size first. What do we need to be aware of with the serving size? We just need to be aware that how much are we eating. Are we eating two servings, three servings, or the one? And that will determine the numbers. Anything to keep in mind in terms of calories besides counting, if you're a person who's counting calories? Just be mindful that calories are not all equal. So you could eat 100-calorie apple or you could eat a 100-calorie cookie. And understanding that it's not all about the calories. It really is about the nutritional density of the food. Wonderful. Total fat. Total fat, you really want to look at the type of fat, the quality of fat that's included in the product. 
Low fat means no more than three grams of fat. But look at the ingredients. What kind of fat have they included? And we want to diminish saturated and trans fats. Absolutely. We want to diminish saturated, but we don't want to eat trans fats partially or fully ever if we can help it. No hydrogenated either. Okay. That's correct. Um, Anything to to think of in terms of cholesterol? You know, the claim cholesterol-free just means that the product has a very small amount, less than two milligrams of cholesterol in the food. Um, and is, is also low in saturated fat and trans fat. So it's just, again, oh, an indicator uh, for mm-hmm. us. Okay. Sodium? Sodium is important because I think many of us are probably eating too much sodium in mm-hmm. our diet. Mm-hmm. Understanding that sodium-free uh, means that it has less than 5 milligrams of sodium. Understanding that we really don't want to eat more than about 1,500 milligrams of sodium in a day, 2,300 is the top of the range. And we talked about that tip. You're looking at calories versus sodium, and you're doing a one-to-one ratio. It's just a quick visual to see, does this product have too much sodium? Carbohydrates. Carbohydrates, again, looking at the type of carbohydrates in the product, so you want to look at the ingredient list. If a food has fiber, that means it's probably a little better for you. It could be Mm -hmm. an indicator, right, that Mm -hmm. it's better for you. If it's a source of fiber, it's going to have at least two grams of fiber. But if it's a high source of fiber, it's going to be four to six grams of of fiber. And we definitely want to boost fiber in our diets and we want to be aware of not too many of those added sugars in the product as well, correct? Sugar is really something that, as a society, we really need to monitor. And this uh, is important for not only us as individuals, but our families. So absolutely looking at, is it added sugar or is it natural sugar? And that's a new addition to the new label that I think is going to be very helpful. Mm -hmm. And then looking at, how much sugar are we consuming in our diet? Okay. And finally, protein. Protein, again, an indicator. Uh, some of us want to measure the protein intake in our diet. Others of us are not focused on that. But just, again, looking at the type and the quality of protein, and that you'll find that in the, in the ingredients list. One thing that I would like to add is that Protein is not only from animal sources. We can also receive protein from plants. Absolutely. We don't even think about how much protein is in a half a cup of lentils. There are 12 grams of protein in a half a cup of lentils. So that could be an amazing great source of protein in our diet, as well as some nuts and seeds and um, whole grains. Thank you so much for educating us on this very important subject. It's so important to advocate for ourselves by knowing what we're ingesting, what we're putting into our bodies, so that we're able to make better choices for our health. Thank you for inviting me on your show and allowing me just to talk about uh, labels and that it is just a snapshot view of some of the foods that we're eating. Thank you so much, Nadine. 
And now it's time for practical tips. Mind, body, and spirit tip. It's worth your time and your effort to take really good care of yourself and to arm yourself with this knowledge, adding it to your toolbox to advocate for your health. Thanks for being here. See you next time.